annual holiday version of All In Your Mind. Yes. And uh, we're going to do... The revolving door, All the, In Your Mind. Yeah, except it's, uh, the revolving door is going to be pretty laid back. Yeah, this, this year. year. I, I think uh, we're all pretty... We're all, we've determined uh, before we started rolling that everybody here is crashing from the holiday party that we just participated in, a, a fabulous feast provided by uh, the Cutting Corporation. Yes. Let's, let's be clear here. It all started with the donuts this morning. <laughs> That's true. It started with the donuts. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dwayne, do you want to explain the donut situation <laughs> to, the, to our listeners? Well, I, um, my daughter, my oldest daughter, uh, she had a fundraiser. Uh, where she was doing uh, selling Krispy Kreme donuts uh, for her writing and spoken word class. So, a few people in the office ordered some donuts and um, then decided um, later on when I brought the donuts in that they really didn't want them. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that was not the problem. <laughs> the problem is we wanted them too much. Uh, <laughs> and so the decision was, do I get given a dozen donuts to myself? <laughs> or do I share that dozen donuts with the other 15 people in our office? Okay. Yeah. And the fact that Terrence and I both made that right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> Well, so what we have here is a like a teaser prologue for the podcast because we haven't introduced ourselves. Okay, you know who we are. We, you know, you, you know, you know, yeah. you know. Apparently, apparently, uh, there was a tweet earlier today. Yeah, from one of our listeners going, "I may own too much graphic audio." I listened. How to is that possible? I dr I was listening to the trailer for Venom, and I knew it was Scott McCormick. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I was like. Well, let's be honest. Yeah, there, 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 there are less distinctive voices in the world. Hey, we were uh, we were coming up in the elevator to the third floor in the building where we were having the Christmas party, and we could feel Scott's voice on our <laughs> 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 from the floor. Below. So it was like, where you know, you know, where's the party? I think I know where the party yeah. is. All right. So the voice that we do not know, right. yes. Right. Is Mr. David Zitney, sound, sound designer, designer Paul Excellence, yes. yeah, and, and, and his new title, which his new is title. Sound Designer Manager. All right, All right. right. congratulations. Right. Yeah, so you may recognize me as I think Perry was the character, Will Tanner Three. Yeah. Oh, monstrous <laughs> role there. Yes, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. How did you get? How did you prepare for the role of uh, of? of who? Well, Perry. Uh, I think it was Perry. It was a Perry P something. I don't know. The main character ends up stealing my woman halfway. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, so that's happened to you. But no, I, I, I woke up. You know, I went through my vocal exercises that morning. I had had a little bit of tea with some honey, and I knew that today was going to be the day I was going to walk into the studio and you know. We really laid down the performance that was going to set up. Right. Did you draw on personal experience? Were you using sense memory? Was there is there a heartbreak in your past, David? Oh, you please share with our audience. <laughs> <laughs> did you engage in any type of method acting? You know, <laughs> to call up those feelings. You know, I did live in West Virginia. That's where I get all that from. Yeah. <laughs> Think about a pet you may have lost, because that's what that I That always works. Yeah. Either that, that or pull out a nose hair. That'll that oh. hair. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm starting to enjoy that. The older I get, it's yeah. like, oh, I feel accomplished, because yes. it's not there anymore. Right? <laughs> it's because there's it's one less I have to worry about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, those of you who still have hair on the top of your head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
So uh, I guess we should talk a little bit about graphic audio stuff, right? Uh, yeah, I, I would say so. We should. Yeah. yeah so, let everybody so, in graphic I mean, audio land. What's yeah, going I mean, on? well, uh, quickly we'll uh, give a wrap up. We had our Secret Santa uh, party uh, this morning, and we had some. Dwayne was the recipient of a particularly good T-shirt <laughs> that we can't yes. actually talk about. I guess. Right. I yeah, guess. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, Scott McCormick was visited by an extra uh, uh, Christmas angel. I was. Uh, I got to talk about that. Well, I got back to my desk after the Christmas party, and there, in my chair, like a horsehead godfather, <laughs> was a chainsaw carved figure of a baby Groot. Nice. It was very well done. That someone take the blowtorch. Was it? Was it in the manger? It. it <laughs> It was sorry. A, it was, yeah, he was the main. It was well. Was it a baby Groot or was he more teen? He was the baby. Adolescent? I would. I toddler Groot. Toddler Groot. I would yeah. toddler. Yeah. The size. The size Groot we did not see in the movie. I think is. Yeah. Yeah. Where yeah. The in between stages. Yeah. Um, but uh, the terrible threes. Group. I have a theory about who it was. Uh, yeah. Some of you may know Dylan Lynch and yeah. do know what a generous individual he can be. I've sent him a thank you. I've not heard back from him yet. Yeah. So if I am correct, I have thanked the right person. If I am not, not correct, I gotta keep on guessing. That's true. That's true. And Rick also gave me a lovely set of fantastic four Legos, which goes along with an upcoming project that we are, are working on. Which, which is we can tease, it, right? We can. Talk yeah, about I, I would say so. We could probably talk about that. We are doing the Fantastic Four. Uh, right. It's called. <laughs> we're doing it right. We're not doing it like. Done. It's not a drama. It's a family comedy. Yeah. And uh, the title of the book is called War Zone, and uh, it's uh, it's the chance we've had we've had the uh, Fantastic Four in a lot of our books before this, but now they get their own chance to shine. And uh, yeah. And uh, I get to play the ever living thing, and that, <laughs> that makes me happy. So. Awesome. Speaking of projects, yeah, what are you working on, David? Yeah. Right now I'm working on the Sacred Throne. Sacred Throne one. What's yeah, that? but what book are you working on? Sorry. That's Mikey Cole. That's Mike, Mike Cole. Oh. Mike Cole. Oh. Mike Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Having met him, that's the way you say it. Mike Cole. Right. <laughs> um, and uh, so, Sword and Sorcery? Uh, yeah, Sword and Sorcery. So it's a medieval fantasy setting. Um, it's actually really really like dark and sort of heavy story compared to some of the other fantasies that I've worked on. The protagonist is the protagonist is gay. There's other gay characters in the world and it's like frowned, up, frowned upon by the sort of uh, ruling yeah, society yeah. there. And so that's that's interesting. It's fresh. It's something I've never really worked on before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've read, so. Who's directing that? Uh, Colleen. Colleen. Oh, Colleen. Yeah, this is a, a departure from if, you know, our audience who have listened to Mike Cole's yeah. before, this is like a big departure. Right, it's usually right, contemporary right. military fantasy. Yeah, exactly. Shadow Ops and... Uh, right, Reawakening. Uh, Reawakening. Right. right. Yeah, no. But he, is, he comes from a D&D &D background. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just started a new campaign. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, you are playing nowadays. Yes. Oh, are you really? Yeah. Yeah, Who are you playing with? Who's, who's in your in your coven? There's actually a friend of mine from high school reconnected recently, and she plays with her fiance and her friend from work, and they had already sort of started a campaign. So I rolled a character, got to start level eight, which is pretty sweet. That's nice. So you guys yeah. are playing online? Um, so I'll Skype in for sessions, and then so I'll drive over to Virginia and play. Oh, with you will. So you're, you're yeah. actually there for that. That's mm -hmm. cool. What's yeah. your character? Nibs Puddlefoot. 
So uh, what's your uh, race? Uh, light Lightfoot halfling. Yep. Lightfoot. Monk is my class. Yeah, I was gonna say the, the, the monk and the halfling. I don't meet many of those. <laughs> no, actually, did a whole backstory for him and everything. Sure. Yeah. So I mean, the, the story behind the character was that he had the wife and kid, and there was a flood that spared everyone else, like in his village, except for them. And they found his wife's body, never found his sons, and that's why he went to the monastery to become a monk because he couldn't deal with that. And still has like never really, really was able to get rid of the fact that they never found his son, and eventually heard some inkling or some rumor. That's why he left the monastery, and then ends up running into you know the already established pack of companions that are the. That's why that you're a good creative sound designer because you can you come up with that kind of stuff. You have a sense of story. Yeah, it's uh, awesome. What uh, are there? Is there anything? Uh, Unique that you're tackling uh, besides story elements. I mean, uh, from a sound design perspective, with uh, with uh, Colleen's book. Um, I mean, not as far, not as, and I don't, I don't want to give like too. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> give too much. It's not out. Yeah, yeah, because people are great. But I mean, there are some more. It's all like mechanical things. So it's not. E- it's not even as much magic noise and it's more so centered around like the final sort of the, the quote unquote boss fight of the book. right yeah and it's I mean I know from reading through the script that it's going to be challenging as far as all the different uh, mechanical noises and like wood so almost like steampunky kind of stuff is right. always difficult because it's so you have to build intricate. it yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's cool it's fun though I mean yeah. I enjoy it labor intensive yeah so you also uh, you said you're gonna run a marathon in the spring? Yeah, yeah. that's correct. Yeah, in March, twenty six miles. That one. Will something be chasing you? <laughs> <laughs> Only my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, know about, I know about. I, I, I know your past chases you every day. Do they still do zombie marathons? Zombie they runs? do zombie, zombie runs. Mm-hmm. A lot of people train for them. Um, uh, the what was I watching? There's this uh, show on, uh, on, uh, on on the Netflix. Uh, it's about um, they build these things for super fans. Um, so, like, if you're a super fan of Conan, they'll make you Conan's sword. What? Now that's oh, a bar. Oh, look who's Hello. here. Come on in. Join the party. Da, 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 da. I do not have alcohol in my hand. Oh. <laughs> that's good because we're not allowed. Yeah. There's yeah, broadcasting rules. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> In broadcasting, well, roll a little closer. Now. So they they build Lab- people like a sword if they're a fan of Conan, or they build somebody a, a, a dining room table like Doctor Frankenstein's table with the with the crank and everything. So for this woman who's like a huge zombie fan, they built her a treadmill that was the front of it was covered with a tomb that had her name on it. <laughs> the treadmill's in the back, and then they had an animatronic zombie. <laughs> Chasing, chasing her from behind. No. After <laughs> wow. So I, yeah. I thought you were going to say that the treadmill only went very, very slowly. <laughs> <laughs> like a zombie? Yes, like 
Yeah. No, because those because they're slow zombies are the old things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fast so, zombies. World War Z, yeah. they were yeah. like. Oh my god. Yeah. Like lightning. They World, were. World War Z is a disappointment to those of us who read World War Z. Yes. <laughs> See, those yeah. of us who didn't read were, were perfectly fine with it. You yeah. I loved it. You were fine with the zombies piling up onto each other and invading the city. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The problem with that? They were fast. Twenty-eight days later, yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't, I didn't well, even Dawn one. of the Dead, they put, they put a fast one in there too. Yeah, Just no, one, one fast one. One, one fast, fast one. <laughs> yeah. They wanted us to know they evolve. <laughs> they evolve. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, and Nan, Nan, what did what did you have at the uh, Christmas party? What did you have for for I your had lunch? A lovely corned beef sandwich. And, uh, it was uh, uh, catered by the Corned Beef King. It was catered right? yeah. by the Corned Beef King. And we were conjecturing what the coronation for that would have been like. Oh, yeah. I knew she said, well, it must have smelled incredible. You shall be known. Your scepter is a dill pickle. Yeah, yeah. Dill pickle on both shoulders and on the top of his head. Yeah. <laughs> well, as someone who's married to a Jew, I'm finally glad that we're having Jewish food for Christmas. Yeah. Here at Graphic mm-hmm. Audio. There is nothing finally wrong celib- with Jewish food. Finally Jewish celebrating food Hanukkah the way it was meant to be celebrated. Yeah, we yeah. can. We, yeah, we, we just we, missed Hanukkah. We went to we, my, my uh, sister and brother in law's for uh, the seventh night of Hanukkah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that, that's a happening. And night. had those potatoes. Were the potato <laughs> things? Latkes. We had yeah. latkes. I even got to cook the latkes. Yeah. Because Jeff, Jeff got busy and he said, Can you watch these? And he went away and never came back. <laughs> and I just kept cooking latkes. That oil's going to be great. careful. You could just say you cooked a lot of locked latkes. A lot of latkes. A lot of latkes. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't like and your tone, Mr. <laughs> I don't like your tone. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we were talking about uh, well, uh, what stuff you, that we're working on. What are you yeah. working on? Uh, thanks, Dave. We're freeing up the seat. This are rotating. Just tell me to now, leave. Now, <laughs> I've, I've still got the key to the door. So if you if you're calling somebody else over, uh, we're locking the door. Thank you. Oh no! Everybody listening to this podcast is going to know that. I passed some guy in the hallway with a suit on and I just, you know, kind of moved this cup down to the side. Of you mean your cup full of cider? Yeah, it looks like cider, doesn't it? Here, have a taste. It's not cider. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, is so it Hennessy? It's, no, uh, it's a, Fireball it's whiskey. Yeah, it's that... <laughs> <laughs> it's Fireball. Not what I brought. Yeah, yeah, not what you brought. No, he, he had... You had what, Hennessy? No. No. <laughs> I did not bring alcohol to work. I'm sorry. How yeah. yeah. dare you? Yeah. yeah. We can't even talk about it. It's, it's a cinnamon favored, flavored soda. That's there what you it go. is. Uh, yeah, there you go. I hear they're selling this soda zesty. in boxes now, like box wine. This stuff? Yep. Really? Yep. Wow. Because you can't party without that stuff. Yeah. yeah I guess so. so. It is it good. It uh, warms you up. Yeah. Calms you down. It's funny there's a devil on the bottle. So but Nana's back in the Midwest. Yeah, you know, I got another Marjorie Tremaine that I'm that I'm uh that I'm uh, adapting right now. Now I told you you have a huge Marjorie Tremaine fan who speaks French. I'll find his Whoa. name. God on bless the, him. On the Twitter. <laughs> he's uh, on the Twitter. Oh, he's, he's on the Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Where's his name? <laughs> I'm playing social angel here today, so yeah, hold on one second. Let me All right, yeah, well, yeah, everybody, yeah. Have, well, well, we'll stall. 
Cedric. 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 He is a big fan of Marjorie Tremaine when we were broadcasting That's great. it on the gas oh, last the, year. Yeah, he great. didn't miss an episode. And uh, one of his tweets, which uh, thank Tweet for translating because I don't speak French. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he he went after a French company and said, um, you should become a more like graphic audio instead of just doing boring audio books. Wow. Oh. <laughs> so we have we have converted him. I'm, I'm sure he's a fine English-speaking gentleman. Yeah, he yeah. must be. He must be. Well, I guess we don't have to worry about, you know, it's not like we're going to enter the French-speaking market as competitors. So no, nah, uh, not no time soon, no. I don't reckon. No. Yeah. But I do have my plans for Russia. <laughs> well, Russia has their plans for us. So. I'm going to return the favor by sending well, them our audiobooks to liberate their to liberate their people. Don't we have yeah. something of an audience in Germany or, or oh yeah, well, in the Scandinavian countries where a lot of people do speak? English. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Well, in England, they speak a little English. They do. They <laughs> did that. I've heard that. I've heard that. English, we even yeah. have one of them. Their people uh, uh, working for us, Mr. Peter Holdway. Mr. Holdway, oh, our resident. Brit. He's Brit. a Welsh. Yeah. Yes, he's a, a Welshman, Welsh and he Welshman. speaks English of a sort. No, we love Peter. We love Peter a we, lot. We uh, we've been, you know, we 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 do well. I mean, uh, there was someone someone talked about how good the British actors' English uh, American accents are because they all grew up on. They're but certainly better than they used to be. I mean, nowadays <laughs> it's yeah. But but we have a couple of actors and actresses around here. Who you know, oh, like yeah. like Yasmin and Nora, who grew up on uh, Mystery and 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 uh, and, uh, uh, and Downton Abbey, Downton and, Abbey and, all those. <laughs> and and I tell them sometimes, I need you to do a Northern accent. They yeah. go, Oh, I've been working on my Northern Yasmin accent for years. Well, Nan did a show where she had. To, yes. Uh, you and Colleen did a York show together. York Realist, yeah, we did one show together at the uh, at the Studio Theater, and uh, I think my favorite line was. Uh, we were talking about somebody who, you know, uh, had to go a pretty uh, far distance to go to rehearse for... He was doing one of the York mystery plays. Right. Mm. And my line was, um, you know, his mother was saying, Oh, it's too far for him to go. And I said, No, it's not, you catch the right boos. <laughs> boos? Boos. Boos. Yeah, we were watching... Uh, we were watching... Uh, li- we preparing for this, we were listening to some BBC stuff. Mm. And there, there was a... The BBC does these wonderful interviews where they'll go out like in the country and just sit outside and do interviews with people. They have a whole dialect um, catalog yeah. that we I use I use fairly regularly as a resource. They they have it down to the neighborhood. You sent right, me the Welsh yeah. one that, that yeah. Well, you had us do what was that? What was that series? Um, the Georgie Gordon. Georgie Tynan. Georgie. Yeah. It's funny. I'm watching. Um, I started watching. Uh, Inspector Lewis, which is the spinoff from Inspector Morris, right? Uh, it takes the character, and the guy has a Geordie accent, who's Inspector it's tough. And Lewis. But I listen to him now, and if I had if I had waited a year, <laughs> you could have. I could have done it because I'm so used to listening to him now. Yeah. But um, Game of Thrones is another thing that's yeah. taught people how to do the accent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's 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 Colleen. Colleen. Uh oh. Colleen brought <laughs> some, some cider. Cider, very good. Oh, lovely. 
Yes. Uh, Check in with us. Christmas cheer. Check in. How are you doing, Colleen? <laughs> we were just talking about the play we did together, The York Realist. Oh, how about that? Yeah. A blast from the past. But uh, well, we were listening to uh, all this uh, BBC stuff, and there, did you remember the interview? This guy was interviewing somebody who who, who trained uh, hunting dogs. And he said, so how, how early do you have to start when you're training a hunting dog? And he said, well, you got to start when they're poopies. <laughs> They're do you poopy. remember that? Were there no, poopies? I do not. No. <laughs> no. I probably just made it up. Oh, no, the, the, the sample phrase I remember while, so. is, we had a right good time, a right good time. <laughs> yes, we did, we did. Yeah. That was a... Sounds like the York Surrealist. Yeah. The York Surrealist. Good night, Cleveland. Welcome back. Welcome back. (laughs) Hey, how 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 has your party been going? Uh, food and drink, being merry. Oh. What was your What was your Secret Santa gift? What did you get? I got some tea. Oh yes, yes. I got the classiest tea going. I got the classiest tea going. You open the box, which looks like it delights me because I, I binge watched all of Mrs. Maisel seasons one and two, oh, and it looks yeah, like a little mini hat box. And so it has that Maisel charge <laughs> oh. charm for me. Oh, wow. And then then you open it up and smells like exotic tea ingredients. Yeah, awesome. Rui boss and yes. I don't know flowers well and such. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's very nice. It has it has magical elixirs contained therein. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's the, that's the beauty Healing. of having a secret Santa thing, and especially we've settled into. I mean, everyone who's been here's now been here for at least two a long years. Time, yeah. Yeah. Two <laughs> years is the probably the shortest amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. somewhere yeah. between fifteen, yeah. two and fifteen. And yeah. then just on top 20. of that, I mean, regardless of you know, Colleen and I didn't start you know actually physically working here until after you guys were directors for a while. But, oh yeah, yeah. but. You know, Colleen goes back to the beginning of graphic audio, and even Before I, that. and even I have been coming here for you know. Pretty early four on. years before I started working as a director, so right. I'm going on my tenth year working on these. Things. <gasps> I know. Kellerer. Uh, and well, but that's the beauty of this is we all actually know each other and <laughs> can well pre- enough to can uh, predict behavior and give gifts that aren't going to be unwelcome. Yeah, for the most you got part. an interesting gift, uh, which uh, which you might yeah, want to that, share. You don't I have understand. no idea. Anybody have conjectures who gave it to me? No. It's what the was it? it's a creepy horse head. Creepy <laughs> horse head. <laughs> <guy. laughs> and, uh, and then a crusty the clown uh, bottle opener, which uh, <laughs> hey, I can't do crusty though. My son does crusty. Oh, does he? I can't do Simpsons characters. <laughs> like, I can do Mr. Birds, and that's about it. You yeah. Know? But uh, I can sort of do Marge. Yeah, Dan. Uh, the the uh, Dan Castellaneta's. Palette of characters is like just not in my wheelhouse for some reason. Yeah. But can you do the girl trapped inside your mouth? Oh no! Can you do that? Yeah. Let's yeah. hear it. Let me out of This is awesome. I like how your face turns purple when you do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd have to paint well, that's, that's, that's right up there with the distance. That's the only weird human trick I have. That's yeah. it. That's, that's it. Really good. It's almost like ventriloquism. Ready for Letterman. It's like yeah. self. It's like self ventriloquism. It is. It is. Now, yeah. By the forced rules that we've inflicted oh. on ourselves, Uh-oh. you have to, to free up the chair so we can talk to Colleen on our own. All right. And uh, we thank you. Happy oh. Christmas. Yeah, you too. You know, I'd say it's been great, but it's already over. <laughs> well, that, that's how you know it's been great. Yes. It feels like it was. The time just flew by. <laughs> 
It's, uh, it's, it's, I, I, I play the part of that, that buzzer. Apparently the buzzer gets less guff than I, I, I'm going to Yeah, get. well, because it's more personal coming from you. Yeah. yeah. You actually are literally yeah. kicking her out. You're like... I kicked Dave out. He took it very well. He took it very, very well. well. Well... What was that line in, in The Bridesmaid? I really want you to leave, but I don't know how to say that without sounding like a dick. <laughs> how can I miss you if you won't go away? <laughs> <laughs> Did I... <laughs> Same to you, ladies. Who are you calling a hoe? Did I ever explain to you, Rowan, the deep hot childhood scar that led me to uh, preemptively cutting off and buzzering my own self? Oh, you did that last year. All yeah, in your yeah, mind yeah, podcast. Yeah. Oh, did that? I ever explain to you? Okay, no. so does anyone remember the children's game Perfection? Yes. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay, so for those who don't thing. know, there's there's a spring release timer, like an egg timer, tick, 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 tick. There's a, a tray you plunge down and it catches, and then when the timer's up, it Pops up, up, right? Yeah. And you have like, I don't know, 16 or 25 little shapes that go in such like shaped holes. Yeah. And if you're not perfect, mm. it throws your mistake up in, in your, your face. face. <laughs> <laughs> that is the deep childhood scar that led me to rudely cutting off my own self. Co Colleen, <laughs> I can see that. Years. Colleen, <laughs> anyone who knows you would have figured out that story eventually. <laughs> 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 Colleen. Well, chicken or egg. Having Colleen as an office mate. Yes. I have learned so many uses for the F word. <laughs> I have heard. Wow. I have heard it used in glory. I have heard it used to defame. I have heard it used in anger. And I have used, heard it used in love because when she is listening to one of her books being after the engineer has gotten to it <laughs> or listening to an actor's performance. She has such a visceral reaction. Oh, yeah. Either if something is perfect or if something is lousy, she will let loose with that F-bomb in a way. <laughs> oh, gusto. Yeah. Yeah. Gusto. <laughs> yeah, she's an expressive audience. <laughs> Thank For you. So why are you, why are you uh, dropping your F-bombs on these are. days? We all are. Oh, well, We've I, already talked to Dave, so... Uh, right, I'm listening to post sides of Mike Cole's The Sacred Throne Book 1, The Armored Saint. Which Dave is doing? Uh, yeah, sounds on. Yeah, Arizona. which uh, is um, uh, the 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 lead actress on that project is Dwen Washington, who mm. does an amazing job. She's incredible. As she's Hawa's one factor. of our great new finds. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, she's um, the gift of Black Panther continues to give. I mean, the the, <laughs> the talent we found out of Black Panther between I mean people we already had in house like uh, Dawn yeah. and. Yeah. And Jefferson, and, and and then people like Zeke and yeah. and Dwen and 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 Joy Jones who came in, but yeah. Go ahead. So what, what, can no, you give us a little give us a little plot because uh, I don't think we know what's going okay. on. Okay, well it it's it's sort of um, I don't know medieval fantasy. Scarlet Letterish. I mean, there's oh. this element where um, anyone who uses wizardry is 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 a stain that must be wiped out to their oh. furthest connection. Mm -hmm. Do you know anyone who's associated with someone who practices wizardry for a half it's, second it's is like a forbidden religion or a, well, or right, because it's believed it would open a portal to hell and then the devils would come over and then go. where would we be? Okay. So there's this awful inquisitionist. Uh, band of highbrow thugs called the Order who mm. enforce the writ, which is the, you know, the holy the scripture of, of the... Against, yeah, yes, the holy emperor's yeah. dictates. And um, 
So, you know, distinctions are drawn between following the writ versus resisting the order, like, mm. you know, separating the holy book from, uh, you know, the corrupt system that tries to enforce it. Right. Um, but it's beautiful. I mean, like, there are some very real relationships. Mm -hmm. uh, Hell was is this young 16-year-old person sort of... Um, uh, reluctantly forced into the ro role of the hero has to make some very difficult decisions with, you know, not all the information at hand, as one never mm. does have when mm. one has is forced with really difficult decisions. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's complex. It's got rich characters. Um, wow. I'm a genius for casting my lead actors <laughs> because they're all brilliant. There you go. Um, it's, it's, well, it's 75% of the yeah. job. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's got, in addition to Dwen, who is maybe less known to graphic audio listeners, it's got Michael Glenn and mm -hmm. Thomas Keegan in some, like, you know, really prominent secondary leads, and you just can't go wrong with skills like theirs because mm. they have the yeah. chops and they yeah, have yeah. the understanding, they get our product, yep. they know what we do, and they, so you know, they come in ready to play. Excellent. So. Yeah, no, that's... Yeah. It's it's interesting. You, having worked on the book, um, you, it taps into a whole different part of Mike Cole that I think we've seen before. I think mm -hmm. Mike's been very good at, at really like action and drama and building up. Right. But this has a heart to it, and then the feelings that that's in a lot of what Mike does. But because the action usually is the main right. focus of the book, right? This one, this one, you have an opportunity to see people. You know, Dave mentioned the whole thing about. Uh, uh, some of the characters being gay and, and how that puts them on the outside of the society. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mike Cole just lays it out there. Love is love is love. And, and that's, a, that's, a, that's a great message to mix in with a guy who obviously knows how to do a sword and sorcery slash fest right. as well. Right. So um, are you working on a second book for this? I am. I am. That's uh, fully adapted, recording actors, in the cool. thick of it. Cool. You know, So it's super useful to start to hear the post sides on book one right. as I'm continuing to write, you know, uh, prepare to hand off book two. Right. Mm -hmm. Is it a, a, how many books in the... It's three. It's three? Yeah. The, the later, um, the third book will be written sometime in the um, summer of 2019. Oh, okay. I think so we'll be we ready by that point. And yeah. it's pl uh, projected to be a trilogy or an ongoing series? I think so. Know? I think it's going to be a trilogy. Okay. And he seems like that's what he does. That's yeah, that's best. true. Yeah. He's a, he's a, I mean, we, we played the interview that I did with him and he's mm -hmm. been on a podcast before. He's just a man. Uh, <laughs> he's inspiring just to talk to. Well, his podcast, I mean, not his podcast, his, his Twitter account is mm -hmm. very active on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Um, and he he's very open with very large amounts of what goes on in his life. I mean, he mm -hmm. he works for a credit card company, you know, you know, trying to solve crime. You know, yeah. that's mm -hmm. that's what he does. Yeah, he works in security. And he works in cybersecurity. Yeah. Um. He uh, he he says he lives in a small room, and uh, all he does is he writes and he goes to conventions. And he and he does his job, and he can do his job from pretty much anywhere. The first time Sounds we interviewed, fantastic. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, the first time we interviewed him for uh, with uh, Ken's books, uh, he he was prescribing, or, or describing rather, uh, how ordered and structured his life is, mm -hmm. and it was it was mind boggling. It mm -hmm. was it was like there is no wasted time in his conscious day <laughs> and, and and to maintain a pace like that i mean he must obviously draw a lot of energy from what he does 
or else you would die. <laughs> you would be exhausted. Well, he's that. also, he parties hard. Yeah, oh, I really? Will, I will, I that will. he didn't talk about. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, 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 he is not shy about posting, got back to my room at 3 o'clock in the morning, thanks mm. for all the drinks. And then wow. he's up at, 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 at 8 o'clock uh, for a panel discussion. Well, that must know. be the con. I and mean, that's, that's like a vacation, I would think. It's yeah. not, I mean, he, I think he only did. Hey. Oh, hey. Hello, Mister. Hey. He only Michael John Casey in the house. He said he was only doing two cons this year, and one was Dragon Con, and I followed him a little bit on his escapades in Dragon Con. He was, he was, he was not, he was not uh, going to bed at a, at a decent hour for those of us who, uh, yeah. who, who like our sleep. Mike Cole, we're talking well, about. Well, before we turn away Gandalf? from the <laughs> subject of Mike Cole, I just have to give a shout out for what uh, a generous collaborator he is. There is nothing, uh, nothing comes off from him as being precious right. about his work yeah, or unwilling yeah. to um, entertain, you know, new ideas as far as uh, adapting his storyline to this medium that is quite different from a novel. I mean, yeah. Yeah. well, he said it. he one of the things he looks forward to after he finishes the book is listening to us. I mean, you consider that authors have spent you know, upwards of a year with the same material and have read the book over and over again. To say that he looks forward to hearing the book one more time from what we do, mm -hmm. you know, that's yeah. that's a huge that's a huge compliment to to the work. I mean, Ken's been doing it in the past, but you know, you get to do you, you get to do a good turn on this too. So we're all excited to hear that. Yeah. So, yes. Speaking of uh, taking a turn, yeah, you know, the, the worm's going to turn now that I'm here. <laughs> Michael John Casey Sorry, just walked worse. into the room. <laughs> downhill, y'all, downhill. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned that. Uh, that authors hearing things they didn't intend to hear. Um, we've done it, we've done three books with an author named Stephen uh, Blackmore, and when I interviewed him for a podcast early on, and I, I asked him like, what was what was the thing? Because he he loved what, or four of his books actually. Yeah, he loved right. what we did at his with his stuff. He said, you know, you guys were on the right track. We kept it's you know even in a new medium, what he was going for as a narrative stayed true, which is what right. made him the most happy. But something he said was, um, there's a moment in one of the books we did of his that he never, he wrote out the story and he had the logistics of what was happening, but he never thought about what sounds would go with that. Mm -hmm. So when someone has to break a bone, and you know, this oh, guy, right. he, he, like, he has to dislocate <laughs> his own thumb to get out of a set of handcuffs or something. Mm. And so like... To hear someone have to do that is like yeah. it's really uncomfortable. But he said, "Goes it was so it was so creepy. It was visceral. awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was so visceral. Yeah, sounds yeah. like celery. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> or maybe leeks. <laughs> well, it probably was celery. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we have a no, no, no. We, we broke we broke we broke somebody's bone. <laughs> we had one of you know one of our former engineers. Yes, what, like, what's good, what good he was return. asking for a raise, so we were like, <laughs> hold still. <laughs> I went this in, is for the good of the we're company. We're gonna have a little a foley session. Yeah. I went into a classroom to talk about. My wife te uh, teaches this school in D.C., and they invited me in to talk about what it is we do. Mm. And so one of the things I talked about was Foley. And I asked them, what does it sound like when a bone breaks? And they all went, <laughs> and I looked at them and I said, I want you to look at your leg right now. 
how much is there between you and that bone that you're going to hear full-on breakage? Right. Yeah. I said, you have been trained to believe that. Yeah, and yeah. I and we are a part of training you right. to believe uh, what a bone sounds like. Well, it's also that's also a learning curve for a lot of our actors, too. Yeah. I mean, not just so with kids you're talking about in your class. I was explaining, I was, I was directing a, uh, an action sequence where, you know, this one character who's a, this female character has to, you know, I don't know, punch some dude in the face or mm -hmm. like I don't know, toss him or whatever. And so, I was trying the vocal that she was doing for the punch. I was like, ah, that sounds like someone just hit you. I was exactly. Like, and so I literally yeah. said, I go, Have you ever been in a fist fight? Like, let, let's let's clear this up. <laughs> and she was like, No, I've never been in a fist fight. I'm like, Well, that's right, your right. problem. Right, here here's what happens when you're kicking somebody like while they're down. I mean, this is what it sounds like. And so like you know, it's and you know that kind of thing of like finding out what what sounds are so evocative that yeah. you literally fall into the story because you're hearing all the ambient sounds and you're following the narrative. And some actors are better at it than others in totally. terms of... of uh, Patrick of Bussing, he admittedly said, he goes, I'm terrible at doing action vocals. And I said, like, you know, there are ways to... You can just... To cheat it. Yeah, to, you can go out and you can get a few action movies we like on Netflix or something, yeah. listen, watch the scene, then scroll the, the you know, the bar back and just look away from the screen and listen, and you'll hear because you've seen what they've done. And the people who do foley, foley artists uh, for specific movies, mostly a, like a lot of kung fu movies or something, they're really good at making the right noises happen. Yeah, oh, you know, it's sure. interesting. Dave Jordan, who I think is one of all of our favorites. Yeah. The first time he came in, just such a sweet, sweet man to begin mm -hmm. with. I asked him to get a punch in the gut. He took the punch in the gut, and then he added an oof. To the end. You may not like it, but for me, <laughs> that was somebody who got one of the ideas, which is it's not just the hit; it's the thing that happens after the hit. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah. You, you just don't get hit. You get hit, and it's like you know. Then, then a couple of seconds later, your brain registers how bad you got hit. So there is a bit of a vocal there. Yeah, you know, or so. it's like you know the the initial sound of the of the getting struck, but it's also sometimes. The wind that's forced out of your voice box because your diaphragm went in. Right, it's all air it's related. Whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whole Hold on a second. We are I need way to in throw the weeds I on this nerddom here. As I need to throw. Oh, okay. I well, need she might want to stay a little bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's got work. All right, she can do what she has to do, and then I'm throwing <laughs> her out. She can do what she has to do. I gotta go. I gotta yeah, go. I gotta, gotta go edit like vocal files. To hold that real close to the mic so we can hear you pouring the cider. Pour out. What? I don't know what you're talking about. I guess. Uh, <laughs> I that's, you know, that's spring water you guys are uh, down in. Uh, uh, thank you, lady. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You wonderful. So, Mr. Casey, what yeah. are you working on these days? Uh, I just finished writing Alan Spencer 2. Oh, yeah. In the middle of recording that. But, and, um, wait, you write that? I wrote that. Some years <laughs> author, back. Author, author. Some years back, I, I, I thought... It would be interesting to, to see if we could write direct to our medium, like just original content. And so I had written a treatment for like a nine release series, and I handed it to Dwayne. Mm -hmm. And I said, take a look at this and tell me what you think. I don't know. He, uh, he took a look at it, but then he didn't tell me what he thinks, <laughs> he thought. He just handed it up the food chain. And then Angie, our vice president, was like, hey, hey, hey. And she's like, got a copy. I'm like, where'd you get that? Yeah. And she's like, we're going to, you know, let's do this. So, uh... So, yeah, so the first book came out last year. It went well. 
some people had some good responses to it. And it's a um, it's a western, and it's basically just a crime procedural set in eighteen late eighteen seventies Colorado, just after we just after statehood. So, eighteen seventy seven, eighteen seventy eight, and it's a, a a short between um, you know it's a a crime procedural with uh, a local sheriff and a newly established federal marshal who are. Solving crimes and getting what, into trouble. What kind of research? Like the, like the Simon and Simon of, uh, of the No, they're, they're brothers. They're kind of, uh, they're uh, more uh, of a, I would say they're more of the TJ Hooker, Adrian. <laughs> 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 oh, thank you very much. When I think of, when I think of, <laughs> I think of the hair. So yes, it's just that makes, like Because I play the role of the marshal, so that makes me Adrian Zemet. I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay with that. <laughs> Where, where's, where's Heather Locklear in all this? Yeah. Yeah. That would be Nora Ashradi. She would be the Heather Locklear. Oh, oh nice. nice. Yeah. Or, or, or Jessica Lauren Ball. I think maybe Jessica Lauren Ball. She plays, um, she plays Jesse Wilson, who's a town seamstress. <laughs> now, when you're d uh, when you're uh, recording it, yeah, uh, how much does that change things? Uh, uh, not much. Not you, much. You pretty much locked in. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty much locked in. Um, some of the stuff that changes is some of the narration, mm -hmm. like because uh, I'll I'll hear something in the performance, and I'll think that that creates a mental image when I hear, like, say, Marty Lodge or somebody or Terrence especially. Terrence will give me like a uh, a reading on a line, and I'll think, God, that that's so evocative of a head gesture right. or someone gesturing with their hand and I'll like so you'll document it in the yeah and so like I'll make a note of a mental note of it and sometimes it, if I haven't already done that then I'm like I should add that in there because it literally becomes that the actress performance sometimes helps Oh yeah, it fuels it's so like much more. it's like animation mm -hmm. when you record. Uh, yeah, then they the add for the animators will take what they hear yep. and it becomes something physical. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, just I was interested in I was interested in an original story, but also I like crime stories. I'm not interested. I'm not really much into horror, but I like I like some solving mysteries. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I wanted. I had a bunch of topics that were interesting to me, like. Fathers and sons, husbands and wives, you know, like, what are the relationships that make us stronger or make us weaker? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you have a, a friendship with someone who's, you know, got problems or, you know, you lie to that one friend, so that's always going to be on your conscience. You know, all mm -hmm. these things that make us stronger or weaker in our lives, I think, are really interesting. And so that was some of the things that went into coming up with character ideas for Alan Spencer. Cool. And now, uh, did uh, as far as the period uh, uh, research and, and coming up well, with... Well, I had two cities I was going to go with. I had this yeah. uh, one small town in Arizona or Leadville, Colorado. Uh, and it literally came down to, like, you know, there's some interesting tie-ins. Doc Holliday had lived in Leadville for a right. while. So if I wanted to huh. pull historical figures, I could do that. But it literally came down to uh, Colorado had just become a state. And mm. the idea of all of that potential corruption that comes with you know all the the sudden uh, change between a territory becoming a state and mm -hmm. all the, the federal influence and the local influence and mining was such a huge thing and there was a lot of crime involved there uh, hmm. mineral, mine rights mineral rights all that kind of stuff land land claims that it just was kind of rife for like That's cool. a lot of different topics you know and to me that was like I, I want to put these characters in a place where they're always at the they're always at the uh, at the crux of one small crime could lead to a huge catastrophe. Hmm. And whether it was someone lied about where they came from, and that meant that cholera could sweep through the t through the town, wow. or um, you know this guy jumped a claim and that caused the death of three other people because he had to kill anybody who knew about the claim. So then it becomes a crime story about murder. Right. And so you know, now, do you approach it? I mean, is it is it 
is there mystery or is it totally. just okay? So I, so so the the listener doesn't necessarily yeah the listener won't know what's happening and oh, okay. I purposely don't let the listener know in the like you know through the lines. I don't give. I'll give them maybe some of the clues, right? But I don't like giving them. There's like a whole. There was like in Alan Spencer one, the sheriff gets a clue, like this guy says okay. he's looking through a book, and this guy says, "Hey, look at this," and the sheriff looks down. End of scene. We don't know what the sheriff what got saw. to right, see. I remember that. You know, yeah. and so like there's there's things I let the audience know, and things I think it's better to be surprised. Sure, that you want to time yeah. your reveals. You want to... And there's also small mysteries, like they find in, in, mm -hmm. in the current, in the one I just finished writing, um, they figure out who did something, but they don't know why. And it's the why that's the mystery and not mm -hmm. the who. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes with any crime, you'll find out that, say, you know, someone committed a crime in real life and they got in charge, but really the reason why they did it is more, is interesting, more interesting than the, than the fact it. that they committed the crime. Right. Yeah. So I leave out some of the whys in this book, and they get revealed as as we go on. So I, I do like I like the 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 mystery approach to crime rather than the showing you the crime yeah. and you know from the get go, and and then the story is about how that person gets caught right. or or brought to justice. Um, I heard there were alcohol refills in here. I don't <laughs> see any bottles. <laughs> okay, I so was not alcohol. Yeah, we've the, devolved into a, what's it like? A, this looks like this like a, a gentleman's. I wouldn't say it's like a club, you know, like in the 1800s. <laughs> well, I was about to say gentleman's club, but that's all wrong. It's like it's, <laughs> like, all wrong. it's, like, it's like I don't mean that kind of a gentleman's club. It's like club. the salon on the Titanic. So, yes. Where yeah. they all the gentlemen sat around? The, without the cigars. I think the next yes. person to get kicked out is going to be me. I so. think that's probably <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. I might pull the bad shoes on myself. Yeah. Uh, but as far as like, the thing about the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. thing about is yeah. that um, I wanted there to be things that, that these characters do that are direct connections to things we experience through watching uh, either watching television or reading books or seeing movies of solving crimes now. Right. And so one guy has an approach to solving crimes about collecting clues. You know, they do inductive versus deductive reasoning. And one right. character, in order to try and understand what's happening, he ties, in, in one of the two uh, cells in the jail, he ties string from one bar on one side to a bar on the other side, that being... Um, the victim and then the person on the other side is the person that, that was the, the perpetrator of said crime. And so inadvertently, the marshal is kind of creating the first murder board or crime board that right. you would see right. like in a right. homicide area. Yeah. And so, but cool. what it is, it's, it's, uh, but it's three-dimensional. Yeah. So it, it's this thing where he's figuring out, and you know, and of course there's a whole thing with like, the sheriff going, can you cut that stuff down? I gotta put, you know, <laughs> I'm throwing two guys in the same cell. You know, it's like, right. so there's yeah. like this, they don't, they don't understand how each other works. So sometimes you know they're they're, they're back and forth. Cross purposes. Yeah, yeah, it's very much cross purposes. It's it's it's, um, it's really interesting just because there's shows like The Alienist right now, which yeah, yeah. show sort of the birth of psychological uh, uh, crime solving. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's very New York. And the, yeah. the idea that 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 was going on at the same time as what was going on in the Old West, and you would have people. Your one of your lead characters is from Baltimore. Yeah, he's from Baltimore. Yeah. So here's this Eastern guy trying to use eastern police science in the west where and you know i mean a lot of our listeners are used to stages yeah, yeah. I, i'm sure this was not historically accurate but do you guys remember that uh uh show heck ramsey no with richard uh, you know richard the guy who, who used to play no no the one who used to play um uh paladin have whatever will travel oh richard uh, uh, what's his name i see the face and the mustache i just can't yeah, think of yeah, yeah. he was on it was one of those 
they they used to have those um, shows cycling through the Sunday night uh, shows. Oh, with McLeod and McLeod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was one of those. And the, yeah, so yeah, Heck yeah, Ramsey, that, and right. he was a he wasn't the sheriff. I think he was like the uh, the deputy. Right. But he had been reading all of these. Uh, techniques for solving crime from back east and he wanted to apply them out in the old west right. and everybody always thought he was crazy and he was right. always trying to well to, that's something to do at the marshal here is like he's he's not he's not well liked because he he lives his life a different way and he's trying to solve these crimes in a way that doesn't make sense to the locals you know he's trying to figure out you know oh, oh i can see by this and this and this the guy was right-handed so it has to be this guy not that guy and they're like we talking about he was the killer was like no he can't be the killer you know like there is some sort of like you know the uh, approaching crime just tension in that way, just that, yeah. so yeah. that it kind of like it causes tension between the character and their environment. Yeah, just so it doesn't drive you crazy, Richard Boone. Thank you, <laughs> Richard Boone. Yeah, Boone, Richard Boone. 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 Like, yeah. like the farm. Yeah, yep. like yeah. That was going to drive Ken crazy. Yes. Well, <laughs> heck, Ramsey. It's <laughs> not really drive; it's more of a putt, <laughs> as they say. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, trip. what are you working on, Ken? Uh, I'm going to finish this and then oh. go. All right. I, I'm doing a Western now. I'm doing Lou Profit because Brad Smith is oh, yeah. out enjoying his baby. He's on paternity. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Clarify. <laughs> enjoying his baby. Please. <laughs> Please. He's like eating him with an on deep sound. Praising. Praising. With a glass of Chianti and some vomits. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he's out on paternity leave. So normally he would be directing this book, but... I'm glad for the uh, opportunity to uh, do a Western. I haven't done one in the uh, last couple of books. And um, it's been a, a fun book. It's, uh, um, oh, what's his name? Um, Peter Branville. Peter Branville. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> Lou Prophet is a tiny character at the beginning of the Coulter Pharaoh series. Oh, really? Oh, really? They meet each other on a trail. They introduce themselves to each other, and then you know, Lou Prophet goes his way, and Colt of Pharaoh goes his own way. And Colt of Pharaoh's got like like three or four books in that series. Mm. And so then, did I have you do Colt of Pharaoh? I did. Yeah. Okay. I, I know you like, did. I remember, I remember I, casting okay. the right. part of Lou Prophet as another actor in our stable, and it was just like. So when I heard they were doing Lou Prophet, I said to Brad, I'm like, oh, you're going to use so-and-so? He's like, why? And I'm like, because he was <laughs> the first Lou Prophet. Yeah. Sometimes and he was like, things so, slip through the cracks. Yeah, yeah. Way. But it was like, yeah, so we have kind of like we've crossed over that it's almost like you know a crossover characters from different shows yeah 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 but yeah. well, we're better for it because we got voice of god Konachek doing uh, oh, oh, so. oh well, <laughs> yeah. I probably would have used it right but well. I was using it to someone else in the same book <laughs> right yeah. yeah you know it's funny because I talked to when I w was recording James um, we talked about the fact that um, you know he had done I worked with him on Last Gunfighter right, right. for so mm -hmm. many um, uh, installments and I'm sorry I need to interrupt Angie and Matt are coming. Oh, oh, oh right. Oh, my goodness. Continue, continue your story. Oh, oh, but oh, oh. Pick it up, dudes. Here comes the boss. <laughs> Finish that. Okay. Um, I mean, your story. He, yeah, he was, he was just talking about <laughs> the fact that um, it's almost like Lou Prophet was the dark side uh, of The Last Gunfighter. Oh, yeah, Because yeah. he's not... He's an anti-hero. He's, he's not a good guy? Well... He's very amoral. I mean, right. it, it, there, there's a point in this book where basically uh, they catch some bad guys and clearly they have done a bad thing. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the other people in the posse want to string him up right there and lynch him. And he won't let them do it because as a bounty hunter, he has to draw the line somewhere. And he's like, I, if I start you know, taking the law into my own hands, then right. I very quickly will become 
one of the people Slippery that I so slow chase. It's, yeah. So it's, it's so he does draw for him. Some, it's about where the line is drawn. Yeah, yeah. But in terms of his personal life, he's not admirable necessarily in the choices that he makes. No. Right. No. Yeah. No, no. So no, he no. sounds like a human being. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's actually. Um, I think it's been a, it's a good book. I think it's, it's How, well uh, what, what number is this? What are we up to? With six. This is six. Six, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that's a good series. So people, if uh, graphic audio listeners want to binge, it's a good one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think we got, um, we were contracted to do 12. And oh, man. Yeah. I mean, we just, you know, broke it up where you give Brad a break to, right. you know, do some other stuff. and um, Well, it also know. sounds like you should start off with uh, Tim, Tim Coulter before you move on to Lou Brock. Oh, you mean uh, uh, Coulter uh, Farrell. Coulter Farrell. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It, it, Sorry. Well, I don't know which one was written first. That's an excellent point. Like, you know, he might have started writing Coulter Farrell and think, I'm going to throw Lou Profit in here. And, th and then he decided not to keep him because he wasn't in books th two and three. You know, was so he writing know. as himself? That's another question. Tim Coulter, Peter Grimm? That, that, that's, huh. oh, Tim that's Tim Coulter. That's Tim a different series. That's yeah. a different Tim Coulter, yeah, that's uh, John Stewart. Hey! Are you guys ready for me and Matt? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Angie Cornette and Matt. Ladies and gentlemen, have a happy, happy holidays. Our grand booba. Yeah, get the hell out of here. Bye, MJ. Thanks. Don't take any wooden nickels. He's going to take wooden nickels. I know he is. Okay. Hi, everybody. You have an hey, announcement or you something? You have a prepared statement? <laughs> yeah, prepared, yeah. I have a prepared statement. No, I just wanted to say it has been a... Um, we actually have had a challenging year, but because <laughs> of you guys out there, um, our fans, our loyal customers, um, we have been able to get through this year. And I just wanted to come in here because I wanted to... I'm sorry, I'm starting to cry. Thank <laughs> you, guys, because if you're being loyal... To the hardworking people, the people that I call my family here at Graphic Audio, that always get up every morning, get in here, and work hard to make the make the creative <laughs> products that we do. And so I just wanted to tell you guys, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's because of you that we are here. And we're excited about next year because we're going to celebrate 15 years with you guys. Yeah. And that's why I just wanted to pop out of my hole <laughs> to come out here and tell you guys that. And, and Matt's here and he wants to say something. Yeah, thanks for uh, using our apps and website. <laughs> and Matt is uh, our, Matt is our keeping in touch with everything in our whole graphic audio world, <laughs> yes. which is what we continue to build. That's our digital right. guru. <laughs> and he's my hero because yeah. he is like your customer guy. When you guys are asking questions, this man at any time of the weekend, even everything, is going out of the way to answer your questions. So there you go. Right. I, w I would like to say on behalf of the talent and the, uh, the directors that these guys, uh, Angie and Matt, are the ones, <laughs> and, and Dwayne as production manager, are the ones that have kept us going in, in so many ways, have been fighting the good fight over yeah. the past. We make the product, but somebody's got to procure the product. Somebody's got to market the product. Otherwise, they it do doesn't a, matter. Right. They do stuff right. that nobody else here in this room would ever want to do. I, to, I, I just want to clarify, because when you say times have been hard, people need to understand. Yeah. We've been doing our business smart. Yeah. We are smart people, and we are not... We're not, we're not, it's not us having the problem. It's the world. Yeah. Right. We, we had, we, when we started 15 years ago, everything was on, on cassette tapes, and then it moved suddenly to being on CDs. 
And now CDs are going the way of the dodo, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. You are listening to a podcast right now on your smartphone or on your computer. And the truth is, the CD is not going to be there. They are not selling cars with CD players anymore. No, that's right. And what does that mean for a company like Graphic Audio? It means we're having some growing pains. Exactly. And some of those growing pains mean that we're going to have to change the way we do business. And I'm going to put some responsibility on you people. <laughs> yep, <thank> you. <laughs> you, you're going to need to change the way you consume our product. And I know I am a person who is a person of habit. I get very uncomfortable. I got very uncomfortable today being in a room full of people. And Angie stopped me from running away. But I know... <laughs> You have ways that you like to do things, and you want those things to stay the same way forever. And here's the bad news. Change is inevitable. <laughs> you will not be able to buy things in, in five CD sets. You might have to buy an MP3 CD. Mm. I'm going to be very honest with you. For you, the only thing that changes is you don't have to change your CDs. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to download things, Onto a phone app. I'm going to say to the, you right now, you are already using phone apps. Yep. This is just another one. And yes, the graphic there, audio access app is free. There are yes, things that need to get better about it, but I'm going to be honest with you. There are things that need to get better about iTunes and every other software that's on your phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what you can say to me right now is, Scott, because that's how you talk to me. <laughs> you say, Scott. I don't want to change. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. There is somebody who's going to change, and they're going to hear the stories that you love in the new format, and the new format is going to have new opportunities, and it is going to be better than the old format. Absolutely. Those of you who've been with us for 15 years know where we come from, and you know where we're going, and the only way we are going is up. Yay! Change is life, and Zorba the Greek said, I love life. That's right. If you need help learning how to use the app, we're here. We'll we'll help you. There's nobody out there who can't handle this technology. It's not that difficult. I love our app. I use it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, My dad can't handle the technology. But he's 88, and he doesn't care. Yeah, that's true. So if you (laughs) don't want to be like an 88-year-old man, (laughs) he's done with that. He's not trying to learn no new technology. If you if you don't learn something new, you're done. That's right. Awesome. Don't listen to this, Dad. Oh no, that, that's all right. He won't. We do have exciting things for next year. We'll have more to tell you soon. Um, we are working on a bunch of new uh, wonderful series, um, and we have more of the series that you love. So we stick around. Listen, you know, Matt will be putting it up on the new release page for those of you guys who are coming soon. Coming soon, page. Uh, upcoming releases. Upcoming releases, excuse me. Uh, upcoming <laughs> releases, and you will be able to see what's coming up soon there. So, uh, happy holidays, everybody. Thank you very much, you guys. Thank you, Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Thank you Matt. Happy holidays. All right. And we just, today, uh, we just dropped uh, Venom. Right? Venom, yes. Yeah. Venom, Venom, uh, Venom. Today being the 14th. Um, so, so, when you listen to this, you 2018. Can, right. What are what are some of our upcoming releases? We can talk about that real quick. Well, um, on top of Venom, we will be releasing Will Tanner three. I'm not sure if that okay. was released yet or not. Brandon Sanderson, uh, the um, Edge. we um, Edge Dancer, which is um, a oh, novella yeah. to the Stormlight Archive that came out right. uh, earlier this week. 
And uh, next week we should have. Mm, I'm drawing a, a blank. Uh, let me. Uh, I was going to try and go to the. Well, you were doing so well. I I stopped. Um, do you I've, have the? I've got. I don't have it up, but um, I know my Ishmael Jones. For those of you right. who have been waiting for that, is is finally going to be coming out next right, month. Right. Right. Um, I told you about our uh, working. What, what did you just get done working on before the the, the prep? That oh, well, that's out. That's the American uh, Crest. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But but um, I'm two will be dropping and uh, yeah, two will be dropping in January sometime. Right, and, and, uh, and then I'll be and there'll be a third. So talk about right, American Craftsman. I think that's a really interesting series. It is an interesting series. Um, I like the uh, combination of um, sort of like the military pragmatism combined with the supernatural because um, uh, you know it's it's like a lot of shows that are on now where you get somebody who's you know trained in looking at the world a particular way but then they've got to deal with a world that doesn't fit any of their parameters and how do you and, and, and when you drop a, a person like with a military mind into a situation you know it's interesting to see how they then have to manage themselves right but um these guys, uh, these soldiers, have known, um, for if not from birth, from from an early age, that they had certain abilities. And in this universe, um, the the military uh, uh, has basically uh, made a point of cultivating these families that are known to have magic capabilities and um, uh, using their talents within the military structure. Um, and they're um, real historical families. Yeah, and there's a lot of American. The, yeah, the the, the author uh, inserts a lot of real historical information because he gives all of these people backstories or ancestry that mm -hmm. um, is based on you know honest America. And his 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 idea was that he really wanted it to be an American story. Right, um, and that's Tom Doyle. Tom right. Doyle. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So um, all of the the, um, the the family culture and the literature that he cites and everything there's very much American authors Nathaniel Hawthorne Edgar Allan Poe right uh, um, so uh, calling on an American tradition of magic calling not just the not just the castles and and, and, and wizards of Europe exactly. but also the, the deep tradition we have yeah, that's well, very cool in the new yeah. country yeah it's an awesome series yeah, we yeah. did a pretty uh, awesome interview with uh, Tom Dole about a month or so ago. We haven't released it though. Yet. Yeah, I. It's been sitting in our boss's uh, folder <laughs> to listen to for a couple of weeks now. Yeah. And, um, well, hopefully we'll be. Hard. Hopefully we'll will see the light of day um, around a, the first of the year. He's a very energetic young man. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. For yeah, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Terrence Aislinger just was. Terrence Aislinger, a living legend. Oh, by the way, right. did anybody even say who I was when I came in? Ken I, Jackson. Everybody I, knows everybody who you are. Ken Jackson. Jackson. Oh, you did. Hey, you know, I, I, I hope Terrence won't take it personally, but this is the time I'm going to get kicked out. So uh, before I go, let me just say that that uh, I'm wrapping up recording on another Deathlands. So those of you who are Deathlands fans, uh, Deathlands fans uh, out there, uh, sometime in January, uh, the next Deathlands should be released, right? Probably. Yeah, they'll be waiting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah somewhere, they'll be somewhere waiting probably toward the end of <laughs> toward the end. Of yeah, January. it'll be um, in January, towards the end of January. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. so, so that, everybody in Graphic Audio Land be. And that's on the lookout for that. Deathlands 134 Glory Stockpile is the name of that one. Yeah. You, you heard it here from Ryan Carter, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. 
<laughs> Fire blast. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm out of here. Uh, right, Merry Christmas, everybody. Terrence, right. uh, have a good interview. Thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Rick. Happy, 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 happy. Thanks for taking over, Scott. All right. I'm going to slam the door in a huff. Yeah. Oh! oh he was yeah. Yeah. So the first question, Terrence, is... <laughs> question. The first question, Terrence, is why does Rick hate you? <laughs> I've been wondering that myself. It's uh, probably because I took over Mac Bowling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those many years ago. Years ago. Man, can he hold a girl? Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Oh. Yes, I usurped him in that. I thought it was because you were more handsome than he was. Well, there is that. There is that. But uh, and that that brings me to to the news that after a decade, I'm losing my beard in two days. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Have you had the beard for ten years? It's been about ten years. Really? Yeah. Wow! Uh, I grew it for a show. And I'm going to shave it off for a show. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's almost like I don't even remember you without uh, how you looked with a without a beard. Well, you're going to find out. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Uh, Yeah, Stay stay tuned, listeners, for the shot. Wait till you hear him without a beard. (laughs) So if you'd like part of Terrence's beard, please send a a, a self-addressed stamped envelope (laughs) to Graphic Audio. (laughs) and uh, A sample. Make all checks payable to his favorite charity, Cash. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, that's like my third favorite four-letter word. The, fir- the first one shall not be spoken in mixed company. It's already come up twice. The second yeah, one. Yeah, the yeah. second one is the word free, and the third one is cash. Cash. My favorite four letter I words. noticed love didn't make its way into. Oh that list. shoot! You're right. <laughs> that's his next one. Uh, that's four. <laughs> <laughs> that's four. <laughs> so you want to hang out for a little bit? Because I because I lost to. Uh, well, I Rick, if you don't, you can leave anytime you want. The door is right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, when I leave, should I also uh, slam the doors in? You do what you gotta no, do. No, I don't want not. you to feel uncomfortable. Stick around. You're a much better conversationalist than I am. Since when, Terrence? Terrence, you have a depth of knowledge of things that so many of us wish we had. Ha! An encyclopedic knowledge of the Beatles. There is that. Uh, there is that. Uh, there is that. So yeah. that gets mentioned every year at this time. Well, because because we have the fun facts about ourselves. You're the Beatles guy. Yeah. I'm the guy with the criminal record. You see it all works <laughs> out. Yeah. You know, it's, it's 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 funny too because I was listening to um, uh, my Amazon Echo this morning. I said, uh, Alexa, play Ambrosia. Just because I just throw out whatever random group comes into my head. Ambrosia. I know. Wow. But here's the thing. So a live performance came on. Ambrosia said, well, we'd like this next song we'd like to do for you as a tribute to probably the greatest band that ever lived. And I said, they're going to do a Beatles tune. And of course they did. Yeah, they, you know? What did they do? Uh, um, uh, it was a fast tune. What was it? Um. Magical Mystery Tour. Which is that's a quite yeah. a tackle to take on. I thought you were going to say Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, I can't see they're, they're it. The, they're the Beatles of, of, of uh, Power Black Rock. Just, just know that. <laughs> I don't think anybody's the Beatles of, of anything except, you know what I mean? stand alone. Elvis is the Beatles of Elvis. They stand alone. That cheese stands alone. <laughs> so, uh, we've been asking people what they've been doing. We also asked them how they enjoy their uh, holiday lunch. And if you also have the choice of that or whether or not you'd like to talk about your Secret Santa gift. Secret Santa? Oh, Secret Santa gift. Well, 
this is the third year, third year in a row. Yeah. I have received the coveted gift card for Dunkin' Donuts because everybody knows I love Dunkin', Dunkin Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts, fanatic, so. fanatic. <laughs> Won't drink any other coffee. So, uh, we have coffee in the office. A pot is running every day. That is true. Tears will not touch it. We have people that walk across the, the the parking lot to the cafe and get fresh coffee. Terrence will not no. have it. I have done that. Though. You have done. I have done that on cold winter mornings. Uh, the, the cup of coffee I drink on my way in is not enough, so I go over to the cafe and get another one. Uh, but I am a Dunkin' fan, so yeah, that's that's. I'm they do have good coffee, I, yeah. I, I will say. Uh, oh, and I yeah. just have to say, since you did not ask me about my lunch experience, uh, I want to. Uh, you talk so much, it was going to come up anyway. Apparently. <laughs> I, I want to shout out to to uh, you know uh, Angie. Um, because I'm the one vegan, the lone vegan in this crew. Are you vegan? And she always Are makes sure. And I, he's got the coffee cup to prove and it. I've got you, the you never bring it up. You never bring it up. Can, can, can I speak what was on my mind? <laughs> no, 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 go on. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was actually my, my uh, secret Santa gift was a mug uh, referring to my veganism. What did it say? I don't remember. Something vegan. Maybe we need to drag Colleen in here. Vegan yeah. as something, mm, something. Vegan as friend. I think was that. No, vegan as an F word. Yes. 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 Vegan as, you know what? Yeah. As truck. I can't even. See. Yes, truck. truck. Vegan as truck, truck, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, so and and uh, and uh, so, they had a vegan option for you. Certainly did. What was your option? Uh, had samosas. Samosas. Mm-hmm. Had a exotic. Uh, had a vegetarian sandwich from the corned beef king with portobello mushroom. It was delicious. Um, also had made by the mighty Casey Green. Vegan um, apple pie. Not vegan <laughs> apple pie. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Delish. Mm-hmm. Wow, so somebody made out like a bandit this year. Yeah. And then Colleen poured up some vegan cinnamon whiskey. This is this <laughs> water. We didn't, I mean, cinnamon, we didn't cinnamon water. water. Nobody, cinnamon is water. Drinking, vegan water. nobody is drinking at work. <laughs> no one on this podcast has been drinking. Yeah, that's right, kids. Stand Don't score. drink at work. <laughs> Sorry to see the departure of Ken Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Just make sure my pizza's vegan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you, Terrence, what did, what did you have? You were ex- yeah. There was at one point you were explaining to Rose the difference between corned beef and, and corned and beef and pastrami because she wasn't sure which was which. Um, so we had to explain that. And uh, so now we've all had. Uh, I had a corned beef sandwich, and she had a pastrami sandwich. Pastrami was delicious. It was great. Yeah. It was great. The potato salad and the coleslaw, all of that was nice. The spread was lovely. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, so book-wise, you've uh, you've uh, you've been dealing with a with a bear for I a while been, now. It's funny you should say that. There's a bear that appears in the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> Dance? Yeah, a, a dancing bear? No, a nasty, nasty marauding bear. Oh. Um, but uh, the series is uh, the Legends of the First Empire, and I'm now working on the third book in the series. Wow. Um, and it's it's going pretty well. We've. Uh, in fact, the author did a podcast here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Michael yeah. Sullivan. Michael and uh, a lot of people have been coming here lately, yeah. haven't they? Yeah. We um, we we lucked out. We've had a couple of authors who are local based, like Tom Doyle and the Sullivans. So, uh, um, Jesse yeah. Holland, okay. right? And Jesse J. Holland. So uh, Jesse 
J, J or L? L. L. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's the L. So, yeah, we, we lucked out where we had a lot of yeah. local guys, um, authors, been yeah. able to And Mike Cole presence. doesn't mind getting on the train and nah, coming down from nah. New York. So, Peter Brett, they yeah. all come in to do I think they just want to see what it is we do. They think there's magic going on in here. There, there is. is. <laughs> <laughs> it's magic to me. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm directing these things and, and I'm recording actors and myself doing narration and... But when I see what the en- or hear what the engineers put together, right. to me it's still magic. It's wonderful to be driving along and listening to this and just going, "Wow, that that's yeah. you know, that paints the picture that I wanted," and it's terrific. Yeah, we awesome. were we were talking about it, and, the, and we uh, they they keep Rick, Colleen, and I separate from the rest of them because you know for for legal reasons. <laughs> um, but we had conversations, and one of the conversations we were having today was, I think engineer wise, we are at the peak yeah. in terms of talent, in terms of just, just overall art of putting together these books. These, these, I mean, you know, a lot of loads going on three people, right? Or, well, three people right now. Um, uh, Justin, um, Rose is here. All right. Well, these people starting to wonder where the heck everyone was. I figured you guys That's right. were going to let Rose me shares in. an office with Terrence and I, so she's in there by herself now. Yeah, no way. Now we're all here. So no just time. to sum it up, Justin, Casey, and, and David Zidney are, are doing some incredible work. Um, Johan's been doing some incredible work on Rose's books, too. Yes, he has. And you just... Wrapped up one of the, uh, one of uh, a book with him. Didn't we you? just did. We just finished up the novella for Stormlight Archives, Edge Dancer, mm-hmm. by number one New York Times bestselling author Brandon Sanderson. Drop many names. No, <laughs> no, not me. Not me. Red Skelton and. <laughs> God yes. <laughs> I'm gonna head out because I actually do have some work to finish. Thank you, brother. All right, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was Ken Jackson. In case I forgot to mention his name. <laughs> Love you, Magni. Right. Happy holidays. Everybody. Happy so Rose, holidays, Rose, 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 you're the, you were, you're the last one. Oh. I know. Let me grab. I think that's Rick's mug down there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Don't yeah. spoil the magic. <laughs> <laughs> it's a magic mug. Yeah. Yeah. It says yeah. Team yeah. Rick. That sort of gives it away. Well, it does. It's elixir. <laughs> we saved the best for last, Rose. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Rose Elizabeth Stupans here, everybody. I Rose. am. Here I am. All happy. I got bells on my. Yeah. We've been sh- we've been sharing lunch experiences and we've been sharing uh, uh, secret Santa gifts and then we've been talking about our books. Uh, Terrence, oh, Terrence broke down him describing to you what corned beef and you guys are really hurting for topics <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> and then we were talking about the, like, the legends of the lost empire, which which first empire. I'm sorry, lost empire will soon be a new game show on Nickelodeon. You got to get past the purple parrots and the green and the silver monkeys, or it's the silver parrots and the silver monkeys. Anyway. um I used to play that game in the late 60s. (laughs) 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 On any given night. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) 
So Angie came in and she talked about how we're coming up on 15 years of graphic art. Are we really? Wow. Yeah. And I know, Terrence, you were there at the very beginning, and Rose, you followed soon after. Soon, soon after. after. Yeah. This would explain the wrinkles. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're all as fresh as daisies. I don't want to hear that. And the changing color of my beard. <laughs> That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're shaving. I know That's right. That's why I'm getting rid of it, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, what do you guys remember about when... When, when things started. I mean, wow. I don't want to get into like, oh, when I was a, we, we, we did everything on, 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 uh, on real to real machine. We had to walk through five feet of snow to yeah. get to work. <laughs> Uphill both ways. But I, I just remember having to invent sound effects for the science fiction stuff. That was, that, that was fun. I enjoyed doing that. Mm. Yeah. Um, because that was what we had. We didn't have the hugest library in right, the world, and right, there were some right. things called for in these books that didn't exist in in a library of stock sound effects. You know, right. so when we first started, I remember we just were all fit into a refrigerator box, <laughs> <laughs> and we had that, we had that, tin that cans and no, wax no one, no one, no one told you you had to do that. <laughs> that was your choice. <laughs> Let's be honest. It was cozy and it was warm. <laughs> but that, you're not kidding. I mean, before we moved to, right now we are sitting in our Foley studio. Yes, yes, we are. Which is also where we do our crowds. But I mean, even when I started, we were when we would do crowds, we would get we, the refrigerator we would, box. We would go get into one little tiny booth. Yeah. Six or seven of us squeezed in. Maybe the door would be open if we were doing an outside scene. But, but otherwise, otherwise, no air. Mm -hmm. We'd shut that door. Yep. And, and we and would sweat. enjoy each other's yeah. aromas. Aromas, that's right. So you'd be in a crowded elevator. I had to be in my corner, otherwise I would be able, I had to be able to see a window, otherwise it was never going to work for me. <laughs> I remember when I first started working for Graphic Audio, it was I was working for um, another, another part of the business, and um, Rick would come and say, Hey, do you want to <laughs> you want to be an alien who does Broadway numbers? And I went, okay. <laughs> He'd say there's no pay or anything. I'd go, that's all right. And by the time I come down there, I'd have written a little song or something. <laughs> and now he would ask that in a message in an electronic message instead of coming down. That's right. That's right. No, but that was that was how I ended up first starting. Was yeah. coming down there. Come Rick down, would just ask me yeah. to come down and do some specific noise or one line. Wow. And eventually, through a, an odd series of events, <laughs> we won't go there. Into. You are yeah, straight, strange <laughs> accidents. <laughs> and, uh, if you've ever, if you've ever run House of the Seven Cables, it's the same plot. That's right. Only with three less cables. Three less cables. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Good time. Yeah. I remember when I came in and was just an actor for you guys, and you all gave me some really fun things to do right from the get-go. And it was, it was in the time where we, where the company was actually starting to cast more than seven people in a book, so there were casts of dozens at that point. That's right, yeah. there were. And uh, and I would come in and I would, boom, 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 six of you in a row would come in, get whatever lines out of me, and I would, I would, I would. 
I would post to my friends, this morning I was shot three times, <laughs> eaten by a dragon, <laughs> had my had my daughter stolen from me, <laughs> and may or may not have uh, have uh, have uh, killed my own father. I can't be sure. <laughs> and raped a saloon girl. And raped a saloon girl. <laughs> I gotta be honest, I never have the sex scenes. I never, never have the sex scenes. Oh, man. I don't know what it is. I, I mean, Just real life and art reflect each other so vividly. <laughs> I didn't get any sex when I was a young man, and I didn't get any sex when I started working here. So oh, it's you a, it's know a, what? I've never had... I've, come to think of it, I've never done a sex scene either. What are you doing after this podcast? <laughs> oh, oh, well, as long as There's a I booth open. There's a booth open. There's a booth open. So, um, what book are you working on now? I am actually recording um, Torture of the Mountain Man, which, hey kids, contains no torture, but it's really good, which is our newest Smoke Jensen story. There's no torture? There's no torture in it, I promise. <laughs> is there any angst? <laughs> there's there's plenty of angst. Do they oh, there's just no tour. There's there's Weltschmerz. Weltschmerz? Yes, yeah, there's oh, Weltschmerz. Weltschmerz of it. the mountain man. <laughs> do they do they withhold lunch from him at any point? <laughs> <laughs> That's the torturous part. I can't get my lunch. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, That's they, torture for me. You stand her. between me and a meal, and you're in trouble. He asks for a pill. Who's a meal? <laughs> Any. They ask for they ask for a pickle and they give him a kosher pickle and he goes, I wanted sweet pickles. <laughs> <laughs> Poor smoke. It's a good one though. There's I like these kind where you're sitting there and you're watching Menace build as um. all these bad guys from various points of the West are crossing paths and the one thing that they have in common is there's this one son of a bitch they'd like to kill. <laughs> and 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 that's not you know, that's not Abraham Lincoln or anyone. It's, it's, it's smoke jets. It's our hero. That's, that's right. right. Our heroes are always the son of a bitches. Oh, yeah. So this is this is a pretty nice, you know, meeting of all these bad guys. Sort of reminds me of the uh, John Wayne's The Shootist. Oh. oh. I love that movie. Me too. Oh no. Ron Howard. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I, it takes me back. <laughs> Down memory lane. <laughs> so, uh, we've been doing this for a while, Dwayne. And yeah, I think it's I, time um, we, we wrap this up. I would say so. Um, do you have any other messages you'd like to share with the world today? I thought we'd all sing 12 Days of Christmas. You may have actually been able to hear that expression of Scott's. <laughs> Terrence, do you have any ideas that don't raise my eyebrow up to my forehead? <laughs> that went so high that it crawled around the back of your neck yeah, yeah, yeah. and popped out your back pocket. <laughs> I didn't have an Italian hairdresser removal. <laughs> no, just Merry Christmas to uh, all and sundry. Oh. Merry Christmas. Uh, so Happy holidays. To, to all of our listeners, near and far, to all of the people who found this podcast because they don't know how to use uh, the, the search function, we wish you a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, a felicitous post-Hanukkah, and if you're celebrating Kwanzaa, good on you. <laughs> From all of us to all of you, 
We'll see you in 2019, and who knows how fast their door will revolve next year. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Scott McCormick. Dwayne Beeman. Rose Supan. Darren Tasel Ford. And if you would like to buy one of these books that we've discussed today, where can they find them, Dwayne? At www.graphicaudio.net. Now stay tuned for a very special Christmas commercial from Graphic Audio Records. Good night. Night. From Grandpa Guignol and Graphic Audio, a new Christmas album featuring some of your all-time favorite crooners, all brought back from the dead to perform some of your all-time favorite holiday classics, like Reanimated Bing Crosby and Away in the Manger. <laughs> Ghost Frank Sinatra sings Deck the Halls. <laughs> Zombie Perry Como and his take on Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Act now and get this special bonus track of Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan isn't dead. Are you sure? All in your mind.